Hey, good people, how we doing? How we doing? One of our mandates here at Finding Good Times is the protection, empowerment, and emboldening of women. Not just women in general, but more specifically, black women. More specifically, women who have been told by society that they're too loud, too angry, too much. It is far beyond time that we as society, we as men, and we as a platform take a seat and listen to women. Listen to black women, not try to talk over them, not try to outsmart them, not try to downplay or belittle what they have to say, not try to say that they're too much, but listen and grow from the experiences that they've been through perspective that they give, the knowledge and wisdom and understanding that they give, the nurturing that they give. It's time for us to step up and sit down. I have someone here that is special in terms of a guest and special in terms of what they do in the world, but it's also so special to me personally. Now, everyone that you've heard may be special to me for one reason or another, but this person is probably one of, if not the most special person to me outside of my mother or anyone like that. And I think you guys are going to enjoy the conversation. It's going to be one of those conversations that's going to be like you're a fly on the wall. Um, listening to a conversation between two people that have been through a lot together. So sit back, enjoy, and I'll talk to you guys after. Peace. All right. Hey, good people. How we doing? How we doing? So we have someone, I usually say we have someone special here with us today. Um, and I want to switch it up. Today we don't have. <laughs> I'm just joking. This is probably one of the uh, best people that I have ever met in my life. Um, we have Siang Belgrove here. Wow, put my whole government out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we met a while ago, um, and this young lady has taught me a lot about uh, being a better, a better uh, human in general, but more specifically, a better um, black man in terms of um, taking care and properly protecting black women. So that is going to be the angle of our conversation today. I think that it's important that we we listen, right? And I want to give uh, Sang a, a platform to tell us what it is. So tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do. Yes, okay. So, hey guys, I'm Sai. I am a artist young professional. <laughs> it feels like I'm on an interview. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a writer. I'm a painter. I write reviews on Black artists. I talk about how art influences Black culture and segues through like means of freedom. Um, and yeah, we're just exploring that through TBA reviews. So, yeah. How did you... How, and I didn't, it's weird that I don't even know this question, but how did you get into art, like initially? Um, okay. I, well, I started drawing when I was really, really young. 
and my great uncle was always like, oh, like, let's draw this. He, like, really, like, pushed me to go forth and continue what I was doing, and from a young age, my art teachers in elementary were always like, wow, like, you're great at this, and I was like, oh, I'm good at something, you know, <laughs> so um, through public education, you know, like, New York public schools don't have art programs, so I was introduced to the arts in high school. I think that might have been like my junior year, mm. along with um, a good number of my friends who also were creatives as well. So I started, I started creating art. I was doing stop motion. Then it went from stop motion to like painting, and yeah, I yeah. found like yeah. I started work. I started working with an organization called Groundswell. Mm-hmm. Um, so they helped me build a portfolio. They really helped me explore um, my craft as a painter and um, pushed me to continue what I was doing. And it was the first time that I've like actually like felt felt at home. Like I felt like you know like it, yeah yeah. So that's what it was. I feel like a lot of times. Um when it has to do with art, especially in urban communities, we use it as a kind of cathartic method of releasing pain and uh, maybe talking about things that, uh, that we can't express, you know, in, in uh, everyday practices. So um, maybe not even in your life, but if it applies in your life, talk about it. But do you see art doing that for the artists that you're around? Um, yeah, and I, I think that it also does this not only in the Black community, like, but like with artists in general, we use art to get out things that like we can't say or we can't put into words, you know, mm-hmm. it's extremely cathartic, it's almost like religion, it's in the same way it's so natural and it's like a basic human instinct, I think that most people can do, whether it's like traditional arts or not. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like, yeah, I feel like every, every person needs art. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Every person needs art. I feel like a lot of times, and you would know more because you work closer in the art world than I do. Um, but I feel like a lot of times, uh, Black art is kind of compartmentalized. And uh, even with hip hop, right? Even like you have urban music and it's not viewed as a, um, a mainstream type of thing, right? Um, talk a little bit about, because I feel like that's what TBA Reviews does. It kind of gives a, a, a more wide voice to black art. Maybe I'm wrong. So explain a little bit about what, why you started TBA Reviews and what the main goal of that was. Okay, so I started TBA reviews because I felt uncomfortable speaking about art and like fine arts as a world is extremely white and male dominated. So I found it really hard to express myself or like feel confident enough to be like, I feel like this, I think this, I like this because of this and just like share my ideas and share my thoughts my viewpoints um so also i was going to a lot of galleries and i 
saw that, like, I, I found it really hard to relate to the work that I was seeing um, because of predominantly by white males or white women, no offense to my white women, you know, we cool, we cool. Um, but yeah, I couldn't relate. Like that's not, I, I just couldn't see myself in it. So I started to actively look for shows and shows and exhibits that were displaying black artists and yeah, so from there, it was nice to finally like walk into a blue chip like space where they have like big artists and be like, oh, I see myself. Mm. Oh, like I feel that. Oh, I understand that. Like that, I live that, you know? It's so important to, to, to see yourself, not only in art, but I feel like over the past couple of weeks, um, at least for me, I've seen myself in spaces and heard my voice um, or felt my voice being heard for the first time in spaces that it never was heard before, right? Um, in terms of, well, I mean, well, per personally for me, um, I've had friends that uh, I never felt really comfortable uh, expressing that around, not because I... I mean, not, not because I have like any type of apprehension, but because I just, I just didn't want to feel the need to explain. And like, I didn't want to put that sweat equity into telling people that don't really need to get it or don't, I don't know. I just, yeah, exactly. I'm talking about my white friends that uh, I've had for years and some of them are really responsive during this time. Some of them are really jerky and uh, I've called them out during this time, but I never felt that need before to yeah. kind of put in that sweat equity. But now I'm hearing them um, want to involve themselves. Um, have you experienced that at all? Or maybe even not like on a friend ba basis, but coworkers or online yeah. or whatever? Um, definitely. So, <laughs> as I said, like, I work in the art. So, while we were on quarantine, like, my boss, she would call me and check in with me. And she is very liberal. I love her. And but I, I feel like I threw that word liberal around too loosely just now. But mm -hmm. she's, she's progressive, is what I will say. And she is very aware of... Um, the situations that black people have been subjected to so she called checked it and it was great um but like going back into work it definitely was a struggle especially because i i live in a very caribbean neighborhood community like i'm around people of color all the time like mm -hmm. you know like i what i prefer as well um mm -hmm. So like going back into that space where now I'm the only black person in the office, it definitely was a bit triggering, especially mm -hmm. like remembering all of the prior microaggressions that have happened that I did not have the energy to address at the time. Mm -hmm. um, so it's coming back into the situation with all the trauma that quarantine and COVID brought 
the all the black people who were killed, all the violence going on in the streets, the protests, like it was a lot. And then going in and having like like very small microaggressions that they don't even realize that they're doing and me having to be like mm. like are you more are you then, more like because I know you were never well I, I can't speak to this but in oh, my opinion oh, <laughs> in my opinion you were never one to um hold my tongue hold your tongue I was trying to find a nice way to say it that's the way to say it um, definitely. Um, go ahead and finish your thought. No, I mean, do you find it easier now to, to express yourself or are you just the same kind of guns blazing or? I, well, because of, I'm, I'm very self-aware of like where I stand emotionally and spiritually right now. So especially before this as well, um, I, know <laughs> that I have to hold my tongue a little bit more because I am so angry so things will come out in a way that won't be received mm. um, so I don't want to speak or address things if I don't have the energy or the mental the mental capacity to feel with white people. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. And that it, it's crazy because you use the word angry, right? And we see with... Uh, Pardon? You used the word angry just now, right? And uh, you, we see with uh, 50 yeah. Cent uh, had that controversy a couple weeks back. And I think in general, people misuse the word angry when it comes to black women like i i don't know if i don't know if anyone out there uh listened or i don't know if you listened to it um but i did a little mini episode on um called dear black women and in it it said if they are angry they deserve to be angry because we have not protected them i'm talking about black men i'm talking about the world right but a lot of times when we use words, uh, people don't want certain words, right? So they don't want to be called angry, right? Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that you stepped into that word and boldly said, you know what, I'm angry. I'm angry, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I'm angry and I have every right to be angry. And there's, I think that as women, of, not, I'm not even gonna use the politically correct term women of color as black women mm -hmm. honestly, there has been no space for us there has been no space for us to be heard there has been no space for us to be seen authentically like so like when we're talking we like people don't want to hear us, so they're like oh she's angry let's not listen to her like you know dismissive but, yeah they're extremely dismissive it's, yeah and if because they're so dismissive and because there's so much harm and violence that is done, is brought upon us by basically fucking everybody, mm -hmm. it's like, of course I'm angry, like, and if I'm not angry, who else is going to defend me? Like, I have to, like, the, people don't realize that, like, we have to have these defense mechanisms 
to protect ourselves because no one else is going to protect us. Yeah. I have so many instances I can bring this up. Bring them up. We're here to we're here to talk. This is about so, stories. Okay. So last year, um, before my birthday, I think I already told you about this, but here we are. I wasn't invited to your birthday. I was in Paris. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, before my birthday, I was out with a friend. Um a couple friends and one of these friends had a history with drugs and was very drunk and he said the word the n-word with a hard r and i was white dude he's spanish but he has passed off as white for most of his life like in high school Mm. we were friends all the way back then in high school, he's like, I'm the white boy. Don't worry. If the police stop us, you, we got, we're not getting arrested. And wow. So he said it, and I was like, whoa, like, that made me so uncomfortable. He was like, why is it a problem now? I've said it so many other times. I was like, that I don't know, but I'm just saying that time made me feel uncomfortable. I was like, there's a funny skit uh, that Dave Chappelle did. I can't reference the skit right now because I don't remember (laughs) but um yeah he was really angry really angry I was like I tried to stay quiet I was like you know what he's drunk we're not gonna like egg him on and he just was when I decided to snap back because I'm not a pussy bitch you're not gonna sit down here and press me (laughs) sorry for the lag um so he he got really angry and he thought he could stand up inside of the movie theater and point over me and scream. So I was like, you know what? Y'all enjoy your movie. My friend left with me. He wanted to follow us outside. So I duffed him. Mm. <laughs> That's what happened. You were harassing me at this point. No one stopped him. Even before entering the movie theater. This is a very important part. Even before entering the movie theater, I told the manager of the theater, I was like, this man is belligerent. He is harassing me. Please do not let him in the in this facility. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like he has alcohol in his on his person. Like, don't let him in, please. Says okay. And then he's allowed back into the the theater. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So after me hitting him, he decides that he wants to fight me. So that's what begins to happen. Yeah, yeah. So he fights me, mind you. Well, I don't know if this, he was harassing me. I had every right to stand up for myself, the fuck? Anyway, so I hit him, he hit me back. And then there, I remember seeing, I remember, I literally remember seeing like these two black boys, black men, well, they were boys because they didn't do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and they literally saw and did nothing. A white guy from the theater came out to come defend me. Wow. Yeah, and then after I got assaulted, I went to the manager and I was like, this man assaulted me after I reported him to you. And he was, she was like, can we not do this right now, guys? Like, wow. what's going on? I was like, call the cops, bitch! Hello. <laughs> and that's what happened. Now we um. have- <laughs> like, I, 
I do. Okay, so I should have warned you guys. This is um, again. This is this is uh, Sai. Put your put your <laughs> your language filters on. No, d don't put your language filters on. You can say whatever you want. You can, but but y'all just know that this is gonna be in one of those episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Um, I love it. Um, so y'all just don't get the unfiltered. <laughs> I love it. I think so. Um, and I do remember that story. Um, yeah. And two things, right? Um, you point out, well, let me get to this first. Uh, I think that anyone who uh, has been listening and who knows the Finding Good Times platform has heard the story uh, of, of where I've been through uh, with, uh, you know, drugs and alcohol and all of that. So I am empathetic, but, um, and I said this when you told me the story initially, um, that it still doesn't give a pass, right? It still doesn't excuse um, any type of behavior. Like I always hear people say, uh, oh, if she want to act like a man, she get hit like a man. Stupid. I've got these hands. But even if, even if you could, you know, and uh, just context, right? Like me yeah. and me and this young lady uh, were, you know, we were involved for a little bit. But during that time, I was a, I was a skinny little guy. I wasn't as, you know, uh, husky and, and hunkly as I am now. But she could probably whip my butt. She could probably whip my ass, right? Excuse my language. See, yeah. she's a person. What, what is going on? She said, I'm hunky. Hunkly, hunkly, you know, not not hunky, hunkly. Um, <laughs> but she she could whoop me back in the day, right? But even if she could, right? Um, there's certain protocols that that should happen with any woman. I want to ask you, right? What do you think it is in regards to this young man and the two young men that were able to just passively sit by? What is it that is it training? Is it like how they were brought up? Is it the culture? What do you think allows people to just treat black women like that? I think it's definitely, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. I, I think that it's how our own people treat us. Mm -hmm. So then that, that, that just sets that example for the rest of the world, you know, like, yeah. um, yeah, I, I, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I think that it's hard being a woman. <laughs> it's hard oh, being sure. black, and I think like having both of those. I, I, I hate to say against you. I, I've actually heard people like say being black is like being handicapped, which is so hurtful. So disrespectful. So, I mean, you know, one of the things, and, and not to cut you off, but one of the things that uh, we say all the time here is purpose is never personal, right? So even in going through the struggles, even in going through the trials that come with everything, but specifically that comes with being um, a Black person in this country and in this world, and being a woman, I'm sure, right, it, it trains you for your path it trains you for your purpose it trains you for what how you grow and how you and what you need to defeat all of the things on that path towards your 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 horizon um and it pains me and this is a question because you sent me a message which i won't have to i won't reveal to the people your 
crazy message last weekend or the weekend before, but you sent me a message um, <laughs> that, that uh, whatever. But I want to know, because you say that being black, some people say it's like a, a handicap. What do you yeah. think about people who intentionally mate to get away from blackness? Yeah. I'm talking about the, the Kanye's and the... Oh, so now you put Kanye in my boat. Okay. I mean, I mean, oh, we yeah. this is a, this is about a two-year pause conversation we're supposed to have. We were supposed to have this back when we were uh, doing our thing about Kanye. And I would have won that debate then, but now I'm not a Kanye guy. Um, okay, question. So I think that I feel sorry for those people. Like, those mm-hmm. me knows that I'm extremely pro-black. I'm pro-black love. Like, you probably will never see me with someone <laughs> who <laughs> isn't black. <laughs> um, so I, I honestly feel bad for them. I wish that they could fully accept themselves, see the beauty in themselves. I wish that they, yeah, it, it just, the, the level of self-hate mm-hmm. that they perpetuate and then because they hate themselves so much, they decide that they want to hate everyone who looks like them because that's how they treat themselves. Like, it, uh, uh, it's, it's cringy. It's, it, it is. It's so nasty to yeah. me. And I don't want to say nasty. Nasty is not the right word. It's pitiful, you know. Like I, <laughs> it's not nasty. It's pitiful. That's <laughs> <laughs> me trying to be nice. Um, <laughs> but like, it really is. It's like, who? I understand how one can become that way. Like, I understand mm-hmm. how the the spaces and that we're in like never accept us, whether that's like your nigga naps or like mm. you being too black or like when you smile, how oh, the only thing I could see in the picture is your teeth. Cause you wow. like, or that's like, big. or even like literally destroying our bodies. Like yeah. just the idea and like the talk around like black, female bodies but also like black bodies in general like the sexual like just sexualizing like black bodies and like I understand how like you can feel ashamed I understand how you can feel dirty I I get it like I trust me I get it but also it's like have you yeah. seen the mirror <laughs> like, and you know <laughs> you know I've had the switch right because um yeah. I grew up um being one of the only in in a very um white space yeah. and i had certain conditioning i call it conditioning and, and it's a it, i say it was a mental illness you know at the time um Stop but <laughs> full full that part <laughs> but um when you come into the knowledge of yourself right and you come into the knowledge of um the beauty of of not only yourself but your people things change, right? Um, who does, who does Siang, other than, other than me, who does Siang look up to? 
If y'all could see her face, y'all would know that I'm not lying. She looks up to me so much. I'm very, uh, I'm an... I'm gonna let him have his moment. Um, <laughs> I'm an influential figure, not just for you guys, but that's, that's uh, patient zero right there. Who do I look up to? That's a hard, that's a hard question for me, simply because, like, growing up, I didn't necessarily have a role model. Like, I didn't have, like, that version of love, like, I want to be like them. Like, mm. they inspire me to do this. <laughs> like, I have to, like, pave my own path. But, like, now I, I definitely have people who I'm like, oof. Yeah. You know, and a lot of those people are writers. Um, mm. It's the first time that, like, I was able to fully see myself and fully fully like grasp what it meant to be black in America. Yeah. So I think I gotta put Jimmy Baldwin up there because who he he literally put the strength in my back a lot of those times working within the arts to be like you're being racist and that is racist. Um Maya Angelou, Tony Morrison Robin Costa Lewis, um, who else, who else, um, I would also like to say, I feel like I'm missing someone, I'm gonna be so mad, I <laughs> And it's crazy, the dynamic, I, I totally relate to you saying that you didn't have people to look up to, even though, you know, people might say, well, you had all these, you, had, you know, whatever, whatever. But I didn't have that many people to look up to, right, in, in terms of... I have one more. Go, 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 go ahead. Frida Kahlo, that's right, go ahead. Who? Say that again. Frida Kahlo. Frida Kahlo. Huh? And Diego Rivera, because that's my man. We up here with the communism and socialism. I'm here for it. here oh. for it. <laughs> Don't get me <laughs> shut down. Don't get me shut down. <laughs> Um, I, I, you know, coming up, even just something simple as playing superheroes, right? Yeah. We didn't have the, the Black Panthers, right? So we would have to affix something like, I'm the Black whatever, right? Yeah. And, um, I have, the only person that I would say I had, I had Morris Chestnut, right? Because, because he was the only person that would put into context what being dark-skinned could be, right? And <laughs> don't get me started. You know, he's had a resurgence and, and he's I'm glad that he's still doing his thing. Yeah. What I do you think that's interesting that you said that like um that like it was did did you feel like it was the first time that you could see a dark skinned man and was like, oh I'm handsome. Um, yeah, well, what, what had happened was, and you know, you know, my mother, right? What had happened was, <laughs> oh, damn, why you laugh like that? What had happened was she, um, had like a huge crush on him. Like, I guess her whole thing was like dark skinned dudes, like energy, she knows. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, my dad is, is, uh, dark skinned, right? So she, I guess had that, as you said, energy. Um, so I was, even though I was in spaces where my dark skin was not appreciated, and a lot of times it was, um, I was, 
I was a knucklehead, so I didn't really. So you were around those I was around all of the Caucasians, and not only the Caucasians. It was you know other other black kids that I you know that were in the space that were lighter that would uh, validate that. They always, they always, the light skins always used to try and pull up on us on some bullshit. Like it oh. is. It's colorism, and it's oh, it's real. You know, oh, like. See, I don't know. She knows. I don't know that many millennial words and terms. Like, I just like to say the straight stuff. But I'll use colorism. I'll use microaggression sometimes. You know, I have to get uh, I have to get schooled sometimes by the millennials. But it's all good. I feel. <laughs> don't play. You're not that much older than me. Shut up. Yeah, like, but I yeah, but I didn't I didn't listen that much in school. I just I didn't take all. Aren't that. you millennial? Like what? Are I don't I'm I'm a millennial but I'm on the back end of it like I'm we didn't and I was just talking about this right so I'm about to have an episode about uh with my high school my high school is going through like a policy change about race and stuff and back then we didn't have a black student union we didn't have all of these things we didn't have ways of expressing what we knew were was going on and that's what I say when I say millennial terms I don't mean that I'm like an old man Bro, we we're both millennials. Like when we were growing up, there was no there is colorism. You're there is colorism. Crazy. Like that was none of that. You gotta hold your ground, sis. Like, exactly. So, how did how did you? Because we never talked about this. Um, and share what you want. Obviously, we're all family here. Um, we're all family. We're all family. It's to find a good family. Um, what do you? What, how did you deal with it? Did you encounter that growing up in terms yeah. of, yeah? The reason I asked that, before you answer, the reason I asked that is because, and if anyone knows uh, sides, they know, uh, and I'm not trying to. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> it, that's what I was trying to say. Ping, okay. That, that's what I was trying to say with. with I'll take your man <laughs> and I will take his brother and his best friend. I Let cannot, I can't confirm that part, but I can confirm it. Yeah, you already know what's up. No. Okay. Anyway, I'm so sorry, y'all. I can confirm that she is a very um, she carries herself very regally, so that's why I uh, I asked. After that bit of banter, she carries herself. (laughs) (laughs) That's why she can get away with saying such crazy things because, in in actuality, she does carry herself very regally. Um, Yeah. Talk a little bit about that about growing up and just. Okay. So. Not only was I, like, a dark-skinned girl. Oh, wait, wait. Let me just start over. I should start from the beginning. So I'm Trinidadian. My mom's Trinidadian. My dad is Trini. Like, we have, like, other things mixed in there, but predominantly we're Trini. And um, I have a sister. Growing up, it was just me and my sister. She's significantly lighter than me, but we look exactly the same. I remember growing up and family members like favoring her or like telling her how beautiful she was. And yeah, they would tell me I was beautiful, but I could, as a child, I could see the difference. Mm-hmm. Like how the world saw her and then saw how they saw me. And mm-hmm. then getting into school, not only was I like, uh, I used to call myself mahogany. I was like, I'm <laughs> chocolate like I always loved my complexion like I've never hated my skin Mm -hmm. Um, but like I grew up and I 
was not, I was not developed. Like I was that super skinny girl. And I remember at very early, at like such an early age, like the boys of color starting to, not only the boys of color, but like the, yeah, Hispanics are in there too. <laughs> they would tear me apart, like tear me apart. They'd be like, oh, you're a man. Mm. You are, you have an Adam's apple. Like they would just tear my body apart so that I, so that they made sure that I knew that I was not beautiful. They made sure I knew that I was not female, that I was not, you know, a girl. Like, it was very much so like, you're a boy, you better act like a boy. And honestly, that's what I did to defend myself because even the people who did like me, they would get teased for liking me because wow. I was skinny, because I was brown and I wasn't light skin and my curls weren't super loose. Like, you know, so yeah. there was that. And <laughs> let's not get into it. Y'all know who y'all are. Y'all stay in the DMs, but y'all are on mute. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so then it wasn't until... I was in high school where like people were like, whoa, you're gorgeous. I was like, me? Mm. And then like starting to develop and then like old men on the street looking at me or like old men screaming things at me or boys my age or boys a little bit older than me like walking with me and the street harassment starts and then the cussing at me starts and the like random acts of violence start so um it it definitely my mom tried to protect me as much as possible from it mm -hmm. um, but it started when it started it started fast it was like it was like a snowball effect like they just dropped you and you were just like picking yeah. up all it along the way um and then oh Ahead, I want to. I, I do want to ask because that is something that is, as you know, my sister is weird to say. My sister is uh, the same age as you, yeah. and um, it it's really it sits heavy on my heart, right? Because there's this there's this line, this kind of either you're being teased for being unattractive, or you're harassed because people cannot take part in your pulchritude, right? And it's kind of, it's like, where can you, where do you survive? Exactly. Right, where do you live? What do you do? <laughs> you can't, you know, you can't ugly yourself down, right? And I, and- I do, like, I know a lot of women do, like, and, and and I want to answer that, but I want to ask this because, you know, I'm a pretty conservative, traditional, I would say, person. Um, you don't want to call yourself conservative because you're scared they're not going to like you no more? <laughs> I, I don't care whether people like me and now you should know that. But well, now the new improved Kyle, the Kyle that we have to introduce you to doesn't care. But um, I was talking to a friend and I had to get checked uh, because... I said I was, I guess, policing what people wore, what women wore. 
and um it's like mind your business nobody's watching you and you're like purple polo like fuck out of here are you saying are you saying me specifically because i've never had a purple polo no but no. the fact that you feel triggered says enough sir i i've never had a purple polo. i've never even wore a polo around you so did i i was not <laughs> on you sir oh 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 okay 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 i was about to say you can question everything but my fashions my fashions is tight okay i'll, I'll let that i'll let that silence say what it, what it has to say anyway i, I want to talk a little about can you talk a little bit about um act like i'm stupid right explain to me why women should be able to dress however they want. Like, talk to me like I am the dumbest person of all. And it might seem like a dumb question, but no, 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 no. tell me. You're, 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 you're a male, right? In you're this male. scenario or yeah. just really? Yeah, you know, in, in general, you are. I would hope so. Okay. <laughs> you're able to walk around with no shirt on, right? Um, socially acceptable, right? Um, me personally? Oh, depends on not who we're talking to. No, not that you're uncomfortable, but it is socially acceptable for you to do so. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh huh. If I were to go outside mm -hmm. without a top, but actually, when you go outside, would anyone ever try to like pull up on you, try to touch you? Yeah, yes, yes. I will, we could talk about this after, but yep, I have, I have people in the DM and I had to block them. Not DM, I'm not DM. Oh, I know the, I know the gentleman back in my old life, back in the, in the crazy days. Okay. By the grace of God, I've been saved. <laughs> I've been, I, I, <laughs> dude, dude. <laughs> um, okay, so you wouldn't. So if I were as a woman would go outside with no shirt or like not not even no shirt like a crop top, mm -hmm. is there any reason for anyone to tear me apart? And also like I can't speak on all women because we all like different shit. Like people want to feel empowered the way that they want to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. Like that's not my business. But for me, if I uh -huh. want to and have with no bra and a see-through shirt mm -hmm. don't pull up on me don't touch me don't feel like I have like I'm asking you to come touch me or pull up on me or talk yeah. to me in any which way like I would never disrespect you if you were outside with no shirt on mister you look and that's there. and that's thank thank you thank you guys oh, no, I know I look good with <laughs> The people know, the people know. I think, and that's what was impressed upon me, right? And also, like, I know that, like, oh, like, why is she wearing shorts with her booty out? Mm -hmm. It's her booty. Is everyone telling you what the fuck to wear? Yeah, but if, I, I agree that, <laughs> I agree that no one has the right to touch you, right? No one has the right to. Why are you judging her? Okay, I'll, I'll take it back to the, I'll take it back to our, and maybe our parents were wrong. Maybe, maybe the older generation was wrong, right? But you would see people wearing 
like outlandish or what was considered outlandish things. And you'd be like, you're like, what? Like if I came outside with a Speedo on, well, not, let's not use me, right? Let's use, if, if someone in general came outside with a Speedo on, you would look, you would think twice. You'd be like, Should. Yeah, I'd be like, oh. Actually, I live in New York. I'd probably just be like, oh. <laughs> like, you know. In New York is different. In New York is, but I, I, it's sometimes, I'm trying to reconcile, like, sometimes like, it's not judgment. Sometimes it's just, that's kind of bizarre. Why would you want to call that attention. attention to yourself? Yeah. Maybe it wasn't even to cause attention to yourself. Maybe it was more like you looked in the mirror and was like, wow, I feel really beautiful. Wow. Like, I look good. Like, I, I actually feel good. And I'm... I'm all for dressing up. I'm all for fashion. I'm all for like expressing yourself, mm -hmm. wear the clothes, wear your colors, do do whatever you want to make yourself feel good. I just don't understand why people are so hypercritical on like what like women, especially like thicker women, mm -hmm. with their clothes. Like, I love me some. Uh, what's the young lady's name? I don't be listening to rap that much. Um, Ah, Lizzo, Lizzo. I love me some Lizzo. Lizzo's Keep on doing your thing. Keep on doing your thing, boo. Yeah, honestly, like, it's so nice. And also, like, I think that's really upsetting in that, like, thicker women mm -hmm. have not been able to, like, be like, oh, yeah, I'm sexy. I get to wear this, too. Like, without niggas being like, oh, oh no. First mm -hmm. of all, hmm. Mm, these niggas know that they love them the big girls too like mm -hmm. and it's really disappointing because i've i've spoken to so many of my friends who are like because i'm because i'm bigger they don't treat me like i'm human wow do you understand that yeah let's get into that, that. i want to get into that and, and i want to touch on that in depth um I'm not the one to talk to. I'm like a size two. Like, no, but I, 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 like I would like to go into it. But honestly, <laughs> I know that. I know that. But I'm saying, in terms of being treated inhumanely by society based on what you look like, what you look like, right? Well, not even what you look like, but just based off of being a woman. Like I. You know me. I've never been one to like catcalling. Oh, that's true. Right. I've never been one to like, I don't even use uh, the B word, right? Like that's just not in my vocabulary um, because it dehumanizes. Exactly. But I, I do wonder, So I want I want to get like what do you think is going through the head of people that think it's okay because we see it in the culture, right? Um, we we almost celebrate people who do it. We do. We we do. We buy. We listen to the songs. We uh, we date them. We uh, tell them that it's 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 cute when it's on you know uh, when it's on TikTok. Right, we. I, I don't do it for TikTok. I'm sorry. I tried to get you on TikTok, but you know, you missed the wave now. No, 
Um, but what I will say is, yeah, there, there is music, there is culture that supports that. I, for one, don't. I think that it's okay. I think that men have, men and women have learned that it's okay because women have allowed it partially because, like, when we don't, I can only speak for me as like a person of yeah. color. Um, when we don't, we're so easily cast to the side and be like, I'm just going to go over there and get like, what's her name? La Cienega over there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, so it's like, it's, it's like that. And then it's like very, like so early on that pick me culture is like installed in you. Like, I don't know where these boys even learn this toxic shit like I honestly I don't but I know that they don't because honestly all right so this is what I think I think because they don't value themselves as I said before they don't value the women that look like them or the women that have brought them into the world like I think that they I think that some black men have a lot of internal trauma that they have yet to even uh, unpack, nevertheless see with their own eyes. So they automatically are like, oh, well, black women ain't shit, you know, like, it's just, Mm -hmm. so by that treatment, like, it's so prominent and you get it everywhere from the way that men yell at you in the street for like not wanting to talk to them. It's the way that grown men like want, like undress you with your eyes when you're like under 16. Yeah. It's the way like people are just so ready to destroy your body because they don't see value in you. I wanted to talk about something that you brought up, right? It's, and again, we're all family, but share what you uh, feel comfortable with sharing. Um, you said that because men haven't unpacked their stuff, they bring to they bring to relationships uh, <laughs> they bring to relationships certain things. And um, I I was telling someone the other day I was like, you know, it's not the men that it's not Amanda Seals that ruffles people. It's people not dealing with their own stuff. That's why they can't deal with the Amanda Seals or the whatever, whoever. Um, We, right, and again, my mom is a very uh, pugnacious person. Um, So I I tend to deal with people who kind of pattern themselves that way or mirror that. Uh, Psy also very, not pugnacious, but uh, straight to the point to your listeners what pugnacious means because some of them might not know um I, okay uh pugnacious uh so pugilist is a like a puncher like a fighter so someone who is down to, down to brawl for what they want uh is not going to hold any punches uh someone who is going to gur right if yeah. need be uh so I was like that right not not in a bad way but in a way where she uh set her value and demanded what she demanded um, I want to talk to 
and again, people who know my story know where I was at at the time. Um, how do how do we get to the place? How do you suggest guys get to the place where they can't? Do you think that they should not date? Do you think that they should? How do you get to the place where you unpack if you're not going to therapy, right? Like young black dudes aren't going. They're not. I mean, let's be honest. We're, we're, I'm not going to go to no therapy. Mm, that's the destructive shit because black women are not your therapist like i should not have to come home from work dealing with all these white people to come home to you and you be like they're being toxic and gotta sit down there through that too like i got mm. my own shit i'm working through but shouldn't we be each other's to- uh <laughs> toxic shouldn't we be each other's therapists in terms of a relationship right no, I'm, I stand by what Will Smith said. It's not up to me to determine. Like, I do not determine my partner's happiness. Mm. I figure that shit out. Like, I figure my shit out. It's unfair for you to, like, want to unload. Like, that's, mm. not, that's not healthy. And, like, and it also, I feel like that leads to a certain type of codependency, which is yeah. not yeah. a healthy relationship. So. That's that's big. That's big. Speaking of Will Smith, right? Don't don't you don't do. That. No, I'm not gonna go there. You know, I'm not the the gossip type of person. But I do want to talk because I, I wanted to ultimately get to using relationships as a way to, as a means to learning how to protect Black women, right? Um, I wasn't good at it, right? Because, like you said, I was I had a lot of. Packed. Excuse me. I I didn't say anything about you. Oh, okay. Feel free. I'm here for it. (laughs) Listen, this is this is my therapy, right? This is my cathartic um thing. Don't love kids, like. Hey, you know, listen. My thing is. My thing is, you know, I I was very packed, and we talk all the time about using external things to to yeah be cause synthetic happiness right um and then it's interesting that you say some people use people as a synthetic means of happiness yeah they definitely do and i don't think that they realize the damage that they do when they do that either well speak a little bit to that As as a person who is at an age now where it's like not prime of your life hopefully you know, you have much higher to go, but you know, in, in that in that scene, speak a little bit to people who are just dating or or getting with people to fill the void, fill a void, or feel complete in some type of way. Um, I'm not a therapist. I just want to say that. No. Like I'm highly empathetic, and I'm a healthy person you know um but <laughs> I, I i for those i encourage like feeling that pain of being alone feeling that sorrow you know like taking that time to like really sit with yourself and i know like that shit sucks but like you're gonna end up loving that shit and then you find out so much about yourself when you go and to when you go use somebody as a means to an end, mm. you are causing a whole bunch of psychological trauma to that person. 
Mm. Like, I don't think that people even realize like like relationships require a lot of vulnerability. Mm. And I feel like in those spaces, um, for you to use someone as a means to an end while they're being vulnerable with you is dangerous and it causes a, a significant amount of trauma that transfers throughout your community, throughout the women that you deal with, throughout with the men that you deal with, like, you know, like, so I think that that needs to be considered. And if you're okay with damaging the people that you're dealing with, you're a psychopath, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. And, and it goes back to, it goes, it, it goes back to the idea of seeing women, especially black women as less than human, right? Seeing them as tools, seeing them as, you know, means of getting off your angst or your sexual aggression or, or, or anything like that, right? Another thing that I'm realizing is like a lot of, a good amount of, I don't want to speak on all black men because I have came across some magnificent kings in my life, okay? Thank you, Sai. I, I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, Thank you, people. Uh, I'll give that to you at your best. <laughs> You're a magnificent king, too. Um, you see that, ladies? Yeah. You're making, you're getting me distracted. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, wait, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, we were talking about um, black, uh, uh, you said you don't want to paint all black men broadly. But, but I realized that a lot of, a, a significant amount of like black men don't know how to speak to women. Mm. Like, or just acknowledge them with respect or even like have basic conversations. Like it actually is really baffling. And it, it, I think it also has a lot to do with like, the women that they expose themselves to mm. feel like because they are they have yet to like um explore their vulnerability mm -hmm. um, that they haven't they don't know how to with women like they don't and so they start interacting with women who have low self-esteem or like looking for women wow. that they don't have to challenge themselves. And wow. That's it. A, uh, it's hard. Especially because what as black women, I know how much we love black men. So like being a black man or a black boy, I'm mm. like um like being a uh, male of color act that way like it's it's not pity it's a sorrow it's mm. a sorrow that you feel and you have to acknowledge that you're not here to fix them wow we gotta remember we're not here to fix them <laughs> like because that's big that's the trap that's the trap i'm not doing it i can't be it's doing it it's, it's interesting because it, I, I think it speaks, and, and I don't want to take you for too long because I know you have stuff to do, but um, 
uh, it speaks a little bit to maybe um, what people are meant to do, right? Because I know it's not someone's job, right? But we want to help, but like, yeah. time that we're helping, it's at the expense of ourselves. Like they don't even see us like putting ourselves out there on the ledge. Yeah, it's almost like, and, and you just made me think of this, it's really cool. It's almost like if you try, a lot of people die from helping to save, or attempting to save someone from drowning. So you might be trying to save someone from dying themselves, but they end up knocking you out. They end up hurting you. Lifeguard, you should not be out there, okay? <laughs> exactly. If you don't have a certificate, don't get in the water. <laughs> I, I, I do think because for so for example, right, you've have you've helped me grow up a lot. Not a little bit a lot. Um it's a credit to you. I I you know poke a lot of fun at uh Sai, but she has probably one of the, the main people that has taken me to a, a different level of maturity. Um It's uh, lovely to see the growth, by the way. I'm I'm so proud. Oh so it's proud. and I think that's what, you know, just to have a, a finding good times teachable moment quote unquote um it also happens a lot of times people think that the lesson is only when you're going through something um but it also you have to wait sometimes to let the to lesson to let the lesson settle in right mm -hmm. because i think that when it came to us i'm talking me inside um i was learning while we were going through stuff but then it took about a year and a half or two years of like really going through stuff to have to reflect back and say, yo, this is what she was talking about, yeah. right? Sometimes we go through hell and realize that the person was trying to give us water at the beginning of the journey, you know? Yeah. Um, I wanna ask- But that's- hmm, Go ahead. Point. Like you said that like, you have to sit with the lesson. I think that more black men need to learn to sit with, with themselves. Like, really mm. themselves so that they can grow like you did like i i would love to see it i would love to see it yeah it, and it's and it's also listening right i guess that's sitting with yourself too but yeah. listening to black women and it's like when our parents tell us stuff it's like it's, it's not most of the time or you know majority of the time okay. it's not meant to hurt us it's meant to help and, and but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. What do you think we can do better as black men? Because you do, we, we are in some spaces where, you know, we, we're dealing with the same power dynamics as, as black women. Yeah. Um, we're in some spaces where we have a little bit more of an edge because we are men. Definitely. We have spaces where some black women have more of a pull than black men in, in some certain instances, right? But in all instances, we should be protecting black women. I think as a man, your your one of your top mandates is to protect women. I, How do we do that better? So that's something that I've really been trying to um, take apart, like unpack recently. I think with the like history of black people in America or black people in general, we've typically been the peaceful people you know like and so often like 
we put our heads down to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that that has, um, that has evolved even to now and the space and the time that we live in where that black men are keeping their head down to protect themselves. So in the midst of keeping their head down, there's no one to protect us. And it's, it's something that I've really been upset about because as I, I, re I feel slightly uncomfortable speaking about men, speaking on what I think men should do, but like this is, as a woman, this is like how I feel. Mm -hmm. I feel like as men, you're supposed to be protectors. If someone's challenging you, step up, like protect yourself, hold your shit down. Because at the end of the day, you're when you when you are not able to hold your own and like keep put your foot down and protect yourself, protect your people, how are you gonna protect black women? And we're out here vulnerable, like vulnerable as fuck. Like and honestly like it's really upsetting. It's really upsetting because now I think what black men are finding really hard is because black women have had to protect themselves for so long like they're starting to feel inferior and it's like if you stood up and protected me when you needed when I really needed you you wouldn't feel this way but also I understand the war against black bo black male bodies but there's also just as much maybe even more of that going on to black female bodies you know so and I think that's something that's so often overlooked like in every facet of our society like so yeah that's so I important stand up hold your ground be a soldier like honestly like that's what i think that we need, we need and self-work and self-work guys self it works yeah like, works love yourself so much that you want to protect yourself love yourself so much that you love the woman that birthed you you love the people who came before you like love yourself that so much that you want to honor your ancestors like you know like what are we what are we fighting for and that's not, big you know, what's that's so big the idea of what what are you fighting for right another i feel like again purpose is never personal so you're always fighting for more than yourself, when you fight for outside of yourself, outside of the selfish comforts, outside of um, what you momentarily want, when it's bigger than you, uh, then you find your real purpose. And you find the real strength to keep on going when you don't feel like it. Because you might not want to, sometimes you don't want to fight. Sometimes you don't want to press on. Sometimes you don't want to do the self-work. It's extremely exhausting. Extremely. You know I know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot. But when you do it and you get to that other side, when you get to that uh, guys, whether you're a guy, a woman, black, white, whatever, take me as an example. And every day I'm growing and it hurts every day. It hurts to like find something else that you have to work on. But if you do that, if you do the work, it's like getting through college or getting through high school, getting through whatever, getting through a course, whatever it takes work. But when you get through it, the, the, the feeling of being useful to other people 
it's going to feel so good. Time to yourself within that process. Don't run mm. That's another. That's what I have to work on. That's another self. That's what I have to work on. Cause I'm not patient, and I'm like, "Yo, Kyle, you're not getting it. What's going on? You know." Be kind to you. Be kind to you. So, in our last uh, few minutes, I want you to talk about uh, TBA reviews. What you have coming up with that? um, Where you see it going? Where you see yourself going? Um, Do a little bit of self plugging. Pause. Uh, let me <laughs> um, that is self promotion is really hard. I this is like not my strong suit. Um, but yeah, currently I'm working on a piece that um focuses on Dada, which is an anti-war art movement, and looking at how that how we can how we can look at data for different ways and different means of protesting um, data in relation to socialism and the black community, um, socialism and what it means for freedom for the black community. Um, So that's what I'm working on currently and hopefully that should be done with days that should be done sometime by the end of this month. Um, and currently I'm just thinking about how I can venture not only into visual arts, but like music as well. Mm, And really just taking the time to appreciate the creatives that are out right now, creatives that are like really like putting down the groundwork and the foundation for the generations to come. Um, I also want to start like having communication and dialogue with artists to see what their process looks like, what they're inspired by, especially artists of color. All of it is going to be Black people and artists of color. Mexicanos, I got you. Um, I love that. But yeah, I think that's where I'm going right now. And as I said, like, Quarantine has been tough, and I just want to push how important it is to you. And yeah, be kind to you, be patient with yourself. Like I'm not pushing myself very hard to like push out content right now if I'm not in a space to. So mm-hmm. I say create, but create at your own pace. Make sure it feels natural, and that's yeah. exactly what I'm doing. I'm not gonna put out that's not quality so that is that's amazing i in closing right guys one you should tell them where you can where they can find you know whatever you need them to find. at tbareviews.com tbareviews.com that's going to be um <clears throat> on it's going to be linked on the episode um uh, may be on the the link tree y'all go check that out it is well worth it um we need more Sai said earlier that when she was growing up, she didn't have someone to look up to. And it's a responsibility if you found yourself in that space that you be the person that someone can look up to. I have one more thing to say. Yes, ma'am. I think that it's extremely, extremely important for Black people to explore um, their freedom and what that looks like, whether that's via art, via fashion, whatever 
it may be, it is the most radical thing that we can do right now. Yes. I genuinely believe that. So, yeah. yeah. I hope all of y'all are creating. I hope all of y'all are living your truth. Living your freedom. Don't be liberated. If you're liberated, you have to operate inside someone else's box. But if you're free, you do whatever you want. But it takes work to be free. Um, Sai is uh, tbareviews.com. Um, I want you guys, is there an Instagram for TBA Reviews? Is that still active? Yeah, it is. It's TBA Reviews. Everything is just TBA Okay, reviews. so TBA Reviews. Uh, y'all, please check that out. Uh, everything will be linked. Um, guys, one of, one of the best people that you'll ever hear on this radio station oh. is right here. I'm not gassing her head up because her head is already too big. I like it. <laughs> conversation to be honest i'm not sure how that went <laughs> it, it was I, I think it was good i think that um you know there would be no finding good times if there wasn't um it wasn't for the, the role that she played so guys please follow her um love the love the black women in your lives whether it be uh your partner or whether it be someone that you're estranged from whether it be some random person on the street, your mom, your sister, every black woman deserves love. Every woman deserves love. Conduits of life, right? Treat them kindly. You don't have to be in, uh, uh, in bed with them to treat them with some type of um, passion. And, and by passion, I don't mean sex. By passion, I mean love and kindness and, and affection and protection, right? So thank you again. Sai, we love you here. Uh, please feel free to come back anytime. Look at Princess going crazy. I miss my princess. All right, y'all, y'all stay put. We are going to, I'm going to finish wrapping up with y'all in a second. Sai, you stay put and say bye to the people. Bye, people. Is this on live? Not right now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> Guys, when we're going through our times of trials or our times of turmoil, strife, feeling lost, feeling confused, figuring ourselves out. It is imperative to appreciate the people that stick by us. It's imperative to appreciate the people that feed into our lives and teach us. It is imperative to show gratitude, not only tell them thank you, but to show gratitude to the people that help us get out of those those times in our lives and give us the tools that we eventually need to get out of those times i pray that you guys follow tba reviews both instagram page and the website um because it's going to be something special it's going to be something great and i pray that um that sighing has more to do uh with finding good times a platform I'm definitely going to invite her to uh, be a part of some things that we're setting up because there would be no finding good times as it is and as it will be if there were no sighing Belgrove. So look out for what we have. Look out for what she is doing and expanding uh, TBA reviews. And yeah, hopefully um, this grows. You got to keep good people around you. You have to fight to keep good people around you. And even if you are not all the way there and um, do things to offend them, you do the self work, but it is 
it, it, it is almost imperative to fight to keep those people in your life because they they do nothing but but help you and grow you even if it doesn't seem like it even if it doesn't feel like it the no pun intended good people in your life are there to help you grow so that being said i'll see y'all next time around let's say it together guys think good see good do good but most importantly be good i love you peace Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms, and of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting, most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.